Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and I talk about what's going on in the world of pro wrestling right now, where it seems like a lot of fans feel that they have to pick and choose. And if you don't watch it, you hate it. Not a lot of love in the world of pro wrestling when it comes to our fans and our community. We talk about that on today's episode. Also, talking about love, we get into Faye Jackson, one of the hottest and best independent wrestlers right now, how she's dealing with the pandemic. And in the world of the WWE, Dana Brooke joins the show. All that right now on the Busted Open podcast. When we were talking about the MJF Chris Jericho segment before we popped on the air today, and I, and listen, I know we did our appreciation show to Jericho for his 30th anniversary, but you said something that I thought was extremely significant, Mark, and the fact that Chris Jericho is doing the best work of his career right now. I, I'm, you know, and here it's 30 years in, and you could really honestly say the last three years of his career have been the best year. So I I really can't think of anyone, Mark, that in their last couple of years did the best work of their career. Actually, somebody that kind of comes to mind would be you, Mark. I think like, you know, that, that, that the, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the turn that you had when you turned on John Cena. I mean, I thought that was some of the best work of your career. And that was in the latter days of your career, but it doesn't really happen much in the world of pro wrestling. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it is the awareness, like a lot of, uh, that's why I was always pissed at those video game people. Yeah, I said it. In NBA 2K, Madden, WWE game, the UFC game, all of, they 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 don't understand the awareness that it takes in these games and the people that's involved. Um, you have a Mark Henry with a seventy four or seventy six awareness rating when people that are with a ninety come to me for advice. How the hell is that? If, if my if my awareness wasn't at the upper echelon of wrestling, then I wouldn't have been able to last for 24 years with the same company. And I was never an enhancement guy, never. And I took the role at one point of mentor, of guy to help develop the future. But you can never say that on a show, I was the guy that was just out there to get mashed. 
I was out there to enhance. I was there to, to, to develop and teach. And if I couldn't get it done, then it wasn't going to happen. You was going to be, you know, doing something else. And also you were able to reinvent yourself at the end of your career, like Jericho continues to do throughout his career. And going back to that segment with Jericho and MJF, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. But a lot of people were completely split on it. Very controversial segment Wednesday, believe it or not. And maybe that's part of the reason why they did it is to get people talking. I mean, we had Drew McIntyre on the show yesterday, Mark, to talk about Hell in a Cell. And he talked about a little bit. He made a remark about the segment between MJF and Chris Jericho. I guess it's a good thing when everyone's talking about it, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't I didn't expect for it to go over with everybody, especially our fans. Yeah. Because our fans are country. Our fans are rock and roll. Our fans are hip hop. We don't have many opera fans. We don't have many uh uh um, we have some. We don't have many fans that show tune fans. Like it it don't translate jazz hands. <sighs> like uh, we our fans are like rudimentary fans. Yeah. They're not highbrow. I mean, you got a couple of highbrow people, but not for the, the majority of our fan base. And I could see those people going, ah, shit, the whole curmudgeons. This is not wrestling. Why are they doing this? I mean, I, I can see it. I mean, when I, the first thing I thought was not the positive. I was like, wow, this is awesome. People are going to shit all over it, though. That's what I thought. First thing in my mind, there's going to be a lot of fallout. There's going to be some backlash. Yeah, and, and there definitely was. One thing that people talked about, and I want to get your take, Mark, and I want to get the take of the nation. I, I got a lot of tweets from people that said, you know, if the WWE would have had a segment like that, if you saw a segment like that on Raw or SmackDown, you would be killing it, but because it's AEW, people loved it. I, I don't agree with that, but do you think there's some truth to that statement where that yeah. if it was the WWE, people would hate it? Oh, yeah. Ask Rufus. Rufus is a wrestling fan. He's a WWE fan first. There, there are people that have chose sides, Dave. They have drawn yeah. a line in the sand. I'm an AEW guy. I'm a WWE guy. I'm a New Japan guy. Like, I, I don't believe in it. I think that it's ignorant a little bit, but um, it's to each his own. Like, if that's the way you feel, that's the way you feel. I hate I called you ignorant, but, I mean, it is. This It's called closed-mindedness to not look at everything and come up with a rational understanding of what is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just simple. You know, we, we, I, I always have to take it back to food. I always do. I don't do it a lot, but every now and then with the kids, I'll go to McDonald's, Burger King, Whataburger, In-N-Out, whatever. Whatever burger place there is, I'll go. I'm a big fan of In-N-Out. Yeah, the burgers too. And I pick and choose what I like about it. I just like the fries at McDonald's. I just like the chicken sticks at Burger King. So I'll get what I want out of it. So basically, I'm going to watch Raw. I'm going to watch SmackDown, NXT, and I'm going to pick what I like out of it. I'm going to watch AEW. 
I'm going to watch New Japan and Impact and ROH and the list goes on and on and on and MLW. I'm going to watch them, but I'm going to pick what I like about it. When I watch the indie wrestling, I go on my phone and I start pulling up indie companies and I see a Faye Jackson. I'm going to watch that part. I may not watch the rest of the show. I might only watch what I want. Can't we do that? Can't we agree to disagree? But fans tend to look at Chris Jericho, and even now, there's, there's kind of a stir. They're like, with Cody, like, why are you bringing in all these people from WCW, and y'all already have people that are AEW people, and it looks like you're putting the people in. <sighs> woosa, woosa. Don't go off. Don't go off. I'm trying. I told Ed that I was not going to hold my tongue. Screw it. Listen. Go ahead. Y'all are assholes wow. for, for thinking that way. Enjoy what you like out of it. Take what you like out of it and enjoy it and embrace it. Like, you can't do that. That's not fair. Like, if, I, you're, you're an AEW guy. Okay, I get it. Not saying you, Dave, but I, I know you're like me. You don't care. You like everything. Mm -hmm. But say you're an AEW guy, and Raw sucks, or SmackDown falls, fails miserably. Those people take the time to go, See? See? Yeah. Oh, look, I told you it sucked. Now, you should have watched AEW this week. And then there's people that are like all WWF guys or WWE guys, and they're the same way. They point to, oh, look, he blotched that. He didn't even kick him. He missed it by two feet. Like, you, you start micromanaging and you start picking out stuff, and I think that that sucks for the wrestling industry because I've seen some movies and I've watched some television shows that they just, they just fell short of my affection for that, that, that brand of movie or, or TV show. Mm -hmm. Don't mean that I hate it. I'm still going to watch the show. I just saw a hole in it. But just because I saw a hole in it, I'm not going to crucify it. I'm not going to tear it down. I'm going to give it another shot. But that's, you know, it seems like in, in pro wrestling, uh, we have less of a tolerance. We have these people that are choosing sides like like it's a gang, like they're Bloods and Crips or something. You can prefer one over the other. I, 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 I talk about what I like and what maybe I didn't like, but I watch everything. Shit, when I was a kid, Mark, I watched everything. And like yeah. you said, maybe you can't watch everything now. Maybe, maybe you don't have the time to do it. Well, then pick and choose. But spend your time saying, you know what, I like this instead of saying that I hated this. It's one thing to be critical. Listen, I'm critical too. Mark, you know I've been very critical of the Retribution storyline, but I don't hate the WWE. I mean, uh, you know, during the month, everybody wants it to be like the Monday Night War. Well, then the Monday Night War, people were channel flipping. They were going back and forth. They weren't just like, I'm a WCW guy. I just watch WCW and I don't watch the WWF. Or I just watch the WWF and I don't watch WCW. 
everybody was channel surfing. Everybody was flipping back and forth. Everybody was videotaping. Yeah. They were watching. It was a it was a boom period for professional wrestling because it was like us against them. There were the people who loved wrestling, and there was the people who hated pro wrestling. Right. And that, that they were the enemy. They didn't get it. They yep. didn't get it. Now it's like we're pointing fingers and we're hating on each other. It's kind of like what's going on in the country right now. I Everybody was just going to say that. I was just go Oh, my God, Dave. We're, we're connected at the brain, man. Wow. It's like you, you and I should be like in that movie where they have the big giant robots. And then we're both in the brain, you know what I'm saying? Pacific Rim, is that what it's I, called? I never saw Pacific Rim. Oh, man, that would be us. We could do it like a mental link, and we can All control right. the robot. Here. Guys, you're caught in the drift. It's, it's the drift. The drift, the yeah. The drift. Right? Okay. <laughs> I love it. The famous Mr. Ed. Listen, <laughs> guys, I'm telling you. That is that. That's exactly. Oh my God! I can't believe that was that we're on the same page. That's I'm I'm a little giddy about that. No, but it is. But, it's like we should be instead of like being on the same team and helping one another. And like here we are. Like not. I'm not going to make it political at all. But we're in a pandemic. Instead of like, instead of everybody banding together, let's get through this together. Let's help one another get to the other side. There's a lot of finger pointing and there's division and there's one side or the other side. It's the, and it's the same way with professional wrestling. I, I, I get angry. I get physically angry, Mark, when I go to Twitter and people just hate on AEW or just hate on the WWE. And I get it. I'm critical. I make jokes like bully got on me earlier in the week. Cause I was going off on, on retribution, but like, I don't hate the WWE. How can I hate the WWE when I come on the air every Monday and say how much I love SmackDown or I come on the air every Thursday and talk about how I, I loved NXT just because I don't like raw. doesn't mean I, I hate the WWE, but people are hating on AEW when they're trying to be an alternative. You know what? If you want pure wrestling, watch Ring of Honor. If you want pure wrestling, watch New Japan. But if you like a little entertainment mixed in, AEW is giving that. WWE is giving that. Impact Wrestling is giving. The world of professional wrestling, there's so much to it. Ring of Honor, MLW, New Japan, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, AEW, WWE. Within the WWE, got 205 Live and NXT and Raw and SmackDown. Dear God. Like what like, Mark said, if, if you don't like it, then watch something you like. Don't hate yes. on what you don't like. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Faye Jackson now Hi. joins us here <laughs> Ms. on Jackson, if you're nasty. You know, that's right. Faye, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? We're very, very good and appreciate you taking the time out. And like it took a pandemic for you finally to to come on to the show and you be Look, under I'm quarantine. Sorry, it's okay. You're hey, very busy. Girl got bills. Okay. <laughs> busy. You got to get the, <laughs> them bills, Dave. 
right. And they send that shit that you get in the mailbox. You have to pay. It sucks. The mailbox right. money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not that I love you, Dave, but you know, I got I, I got to make this money out here. All right. Dave, well, don't, it, don't it feel good to have like a beautiful woman to tell you, I love you, Dave. That's very, very Don't good. you feel good right now? I, I feel you all should. warm inside. I feel all warm you should inside. Be, you feel you should be really blessed right now, Dave. You I am. I good. am blessed, Mark. I am very, very blessed. Uh, Faye, so talk about what life has been like during this pandemic. Obviously, you were part of the collective a couple weekends ago, and it's just it's crazy what's going on right now. Um, I mean, right now I'm quarantining because I was at the collective. Um, that's just a risk that I took. I missed actually going and performing in front of people. I missed uh, the camaraderie. So that's just a choice that I took. I don't regret it. I'm having fun. I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching <laughs> South Park. I'm watching Girlfriends. Um, I'm eating all the kettle corn that I can eat. Um, I'm cooking. I'm eating my crab legs. I'm eating my Cheddar Bay biscuits. And anybody want to send me some Cheddar Bay biscuits, they can. But, you know, that's all. I'm just chilling. I got my little gym downstairs so i ain't gotta go out or anything i'm a homebody for real so this was fine with me all right i i mean that's that's good it's fits but you know you were really building momentum and there was a lot of buzz around you just before the pandemic hit i talked that about that you know if you follow you on social media you've been extremely busy like did it worry you did it scare you at all when this pandemic hit that this was going to slow things down for you at first yes only because um i was building a lot of steam i was getting a lot of eyes on me and i've been busting my butt and i've been working hard for that because you know i'm not the average typical like woman looking pro wrestler but i'm okay with that because you know f everybody's beauty standards but um you just have to find different ways to get yourself out there. And that's what I did. Sometimes it, it takes the creative side, the creative brain to just sit there and be like, all right, there's no wrestling right now. I don't want to keep telling people to watch this match, watch this match. What's something new that I can do while I'm at home? Or what's something I can do to interact with fans? Or what's something new and creative I can get out there merch-wise? And, you know, just try to pay these bills, you know? <laughs> you, uh... You you were one that um, I always looked at as being a um, a person that should have been on Get Over Monday. I, I wish that I thought when I when they started doing Get Yourself Over Mondays, I was like, man, I wish Faye Jackson would call in because of your personality and uh, the way that that you work. And for those that uh, that don't know who Faye Jackson is, have never seen her work. Uh, Google Faye Jackson wrestler. Go on YouTube. Uh, what, what's your Instagram and uh, your Twitter handles? My Twitter and Instagram are Faye Jackson four one nine. Okay, yeah, you go and check her out because Faye wrestles the old school style, and and the she locks up. She has like they work holes and then they work out of it and go into transition to entertaining things. Uh, I, I always equated it to, and I, I even mentioned that to Dave a, a, a while ago about when I did the sex with chocolate gimmick, uh, <laughs> I, I would wrestle and I could give a damn about winning and losing. I wanted to entertain. Yeah. And, 
<clears throat> the the girl in the front row always got my attention as sexual chocolate in the middle of the match and i come in i get kicked super kicked through the ropes roll into the ring get rolled up one two three get beat be pissed and shaking it off and i'm looking right back in the crowd at that yeah. girl it's like <laughs> the the ability to tell stories what what made you want to do that kind of style of wrestling because I love telling a story and especially when I'm on, you know, the independent circuit and it's me versus this other person. We don't have a build. We don't have, there's no story behind it. We're just in there wrestling. Okay. Um, it's two people meeting in the ring about to wrestle, but why are we wrestling? And we find that a lot with the independence. Like why are we wrestling? There's no like story behind it. So I just decided to, uh, you know, put some character on it (laughs) just put some character on it put some funk on it and have people from beginning to end like oh this is why uh she's doing her hip attack on her now because she was building up you know building it up from the back and she was twerking on her and she was doing this that and the third there's always going to be a story that i'm going to tell in the ring just so people can you know have something to say everybody can put on a great match but can you put on a match that people remember Wow, was there, I, 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 I loved it. Did you grow up a fan, Faye? Yes, I did. Um, matter of fact, uh, since you mentioned sexual chocolate, I got a quick story for you, Mark. So Uh-oh. when I was a in the single digits watching wrestling, and I was just you know enamored by everything, my aunt one Christmas, she bought me a doll, and I opened it up. And it was a sexual chocolate doll. And I went and ran to my mom and I was like, mom, mom, my auntie bought me sexual chocolate. Do you know, to this day, I have never seen that doll. She took that thing so quick <laughs> and said all the curse words. It was like, this is why I don't want you watching this because stuff like this. How you going to have a doll named sexual chocolate? And oh, oh, to this. Oh, I haven't seen that doll to this day. But oh my because God. my mama and I love her dearly, I'm going to say, Mark, if you got any extra uh, sexual chocolate dolls, I do. Yeah, go send them. me an address. I'll, I'll shoot it to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Tell my, and, and I want you to go and show it to her. Yeah, I am. She can. Oh, she's gonna appreciate it now because she's my biggest fan. That's what she tells everybody. If I'm wrestling in Ohio, doesn't matter where it is. She shows up. She got like this uh tracksuit made, and it says Faye Jackson's mom on the front and on the back. Big old picture of me. Like you can't miss her because she wants to be a part of the show too. Oh man, that's awesome. What what inspired you to get into the ring? Uh. <laughs> sometimes I wonder that to this day like how did I even get up in here but um honestly when I was a kid I loved like the first person I saw was Jacqueline that was like the first black woman I saw and to me I was just like oh my god she like she's black so am I that's so cool and then like when I got older I saw jazz on ECW wrestling men I was like oh we can beat up men too and I grew up with brothers and male cousins and stuff like that so as soon as I saw that it was like game on attack 
And then, you know, later on, Awesome Kong, who, you know, is plus size. And as I'm getting older and now the person that I am, I'm plus size as well. And just the way she dominated the ring, they like just seeing her. And honestly, I just, I went to a show. I used to, because I still followed wrestling and I just went to like some independent shows in the Brooklyn area. And I was just sitting in the crowd, just being a fan, enjoying it. And I had a guy come up to me who actually was like the owner of that promotion. And he was just like, you don't belong here. I've never seen your face. And at first I thought it was like a race thing. Like, why are you telling me I don't belong here? He's like, no, you just like, you like, you stood out like a sore thumb to me. Like you are just so like, have you thought about doing this business? Like, have you thought about wrestling? And I'm like, I'm looking like no like I can't go in there and do stuff like that he's like no no I got you I got you trust me like you need you belong in this business you're gonna bring something different I can tell and you know um when I first started couldn't get the hang of it so he still wanted me in the business and I started off as a manager so um for the old school people that followed me way back when I was big booty Trudy and I used to walk guys out to the ring and after that, um, one of my one of the guys I walked out to the ring. His name was Grim Reefer. He was just like, "Hey, if you really want to make some money in this business, you gotta learn how to wrestle." And at first, I was a little shook by that because I was just like, "I don't know." But at this time, I was already I already knew how to take certain bumps because he didn't want me just standing out on like the side just to be standing out on the side. He wanted to be involved, so I had to learn how to take a couple bumps. And he's just like, "No." kid you got it like go do this like you like you're gonna be so big you just gotta you gotta stick with it so I decided to go get some wrestling training and here we are well I I tell you I'm glad you mentioned uh being on the plus side uh because I exemplified it and being a, a plus size guy in pro wrestling you have to be different when you're uh a bigger talent and uh, you are one of the most athletic people. I mean, like rolling thunder splashes and <laughs> cartwheels. And uh, I, I noticed that you did the leg drop and ass bump stuff that, you know, I, 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 that was one of my fortes, the way that I used to put myself in position for other people to have success. And you mastered that stuff. And, man, I, I, I think of uh, – Keith Lee and and guys like Umaga who could really, really move around, Rakishi, that just was brilliant in in the in the setup. Like, do you think about the setup or is that something that you um that, that just happens in the in the way that in your style of wrestling? Honestly, I don't think about it. The moment I think about it, like, oh, if I want to do, like, my uh, rolling thunder splash, if I think about it, it's not going to happen. It's the same as, like, trying to conquer the top rope. Like, I'm still – my head is too much that I can't conquer that yet, and it's, like, that's something – that's on my bucket list. I'm get to that top rope right now. Everything's, like, in the middle. Why are you shaking your head, Mark? (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm afraid of heights. I'm Man, I'm deadly afraid of heights. Big show suplexing me off time, the top. I think it's going to be something so great, like to see somebody my size and get to the top rope. And it's not something I'm going to do all the time. It's got to be like a WrestleMania moment. Like, oh, oh my gosh, she finally got up there. And then uh, whatever happens, either I hit the opponent if they're brave enough or they roll out of the way. 
But I really, I just, I don't think about it. I just like, all right, this is cute. Let me try to see if I can conquer this. If I got, if I got it, like they say in training, if you do it three times correctly, it's yours. So that's what happens. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you get a WrestleMania moment because I think that the, we talk about diversity in wrestling. I don't think that diversity in wrestling is is just color oriented. I think that it's size oriented. Like there's Absolutely. a lot of talents that are extremely good, but they like ah, uh, they're they're not the typical abs, the six pack people. We want we want more of those, and we want more of this. Nah, I I believe that talent should take a precedence, and somebody should get you should get an opportunity on a high level because. Uh, I watch a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling. Sometimes Dave and I watch uh, between 14 and 17 hours of wrestling a week. And and even more for Dave because he's been watching the uh, um, New Japan G1. And My wife's um, not happy. <laughs> so that's probably 20-something hours of wrestling for Dave. And – I just really feel like that there's a place for you in this business and uh, people just going to have to get a chance. And I think that, you know, you need to politic for yourself and call some of these companies and say, look, I know I'm not what the cookie cutter uh, stereotypical wrestler looks like, but you don't have a lot of girls that can work like me and you don't have a lot of girls that can get over like me. So you, you have to take that initiative and sell yourself because I just know you could do it. I mean, you you pop off the page when 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 you when you when you're in the ring, and a lot of people don't do that. So like you have to love yourself and respect yourself enough to pitch it and uh, tell them you're making a mistake not hiring me. You you you're putting yourself. Me being on your screen will enhance your audience because people look at me in a certain way and they go, wow, the WWE is doing the right thing by being diverse. The, the AEW is they're, they're, they're representing America because everybody in the ring and everybody that buys a ticket don't look the same. Mm -hmm. But when you see somebody that represents you and you see them, I, I, I grew up that, that kid too. Mm -hmm. And to see that is inspiring. So you can be inspiring, but you got to pitch that. I mean, me and Dave saying something can only go so far. Hey, look, I'm especially 2020. I feel like 2020, if it didn't happen the way it happened, um, I know big things are going to happen or we're going to happen. But at the same time, I haven't lost faith uh, only because I know I'm different. I know um, I bring a different audience and I know that I'm a ratings getter because I know how to connect to the people. That's one thing I know how to do. Uh, big, small, wide, tall, black, orange, yellow, uh, gay, straight, whatever. Like I connect to all of them only because I, I interact with my fans. Um, I right. have the creep squad. You know, shout out to the creep squad real quick, gang, gang. And, um, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> uh, like I have, I, I know I have a, a big following and I'm happy for that. Nobody has to be a fan of me. And I appreciate anybody that supports me in any type of way. Like I show all the love back. But yeah, we got mutual time, friends. D Lo, 
D-Lo yeah. Brown. <laughs> like D-Lo calls time, me all I'm, the time. I'm going to be Faye Jackson and Faye Jackson is who she is. You take her who she is or you don't take her at all. And sometimes that's going to come with um, like if you got certain decisions that you want me to do, I know how to say no to them things. Like if, you, if I'm not doing something I'm not comfortable with, I'm going to say no. But I'm also easy to work with. So, you know, it's just, I'll say my time is coming. I feel it. So we'll we'll see what happens. Is there a, is there you know WWE MLW AEW Impact? Is there is there a show or an organization that you think would be a good fit for you? Ah, uh, honestly, it NXT. <clears throat> <laughs> oh man, ooh, I got. Cough. Okay, okay, Uncle Mark. If you go uh say NXT, let's think about this. Um do you think NXT is ready for Faye Jackson? I do. I think that the um the women's division at NXT is the best in of oh, any yeah. company. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. But like all of those girls down there can work, but all of those girls down there don't have personality. And the the young ones are working on it. The, the at the top, at the, the the top ten women at NXT, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Just really really good collection of talent. Uh, I the younger the younger talent they need one they need people that's really good in the ring to work with to get better. Mm-hmm. And in the process, I think some of those girls would learn how to entertain from you. So it would be, um, I think it would be a mutual um, blessing from the standpoint of everybody benefiting. All right. Well, Mark, put opinion. me on then. All right. Well, right, we'll, we'll see if I'll this make happens. A call or two. Pressure's on Mark right now. <laughs> Faye, we got to go. But uh, before we let you go, just quickly tell the audience how they can follow you and how they can get some of your merchandise. All right. So you can follow me uh, at your own risk. Faye Jackson 419 on Twitter and on Instagram. And I have a store, FayeJackson.BigCartel.com, where you can buy my merch. I got a new uh, Sunny Day shirt, you know, um, paying tribute to the first original diva, Sunny, a.k.a. F her for being racist. So I t- I'm taking her ideals. All right. Good. Well, I, you know Love what? it says hey, too, by the way. Faye, thank you so, Faye, thank you so much for the time. We wish you luck. This won't be the last time you're on. we got to get you on again, and I appreciate it. And Mark will react when we're back right here on Busted Open. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. Dana Brooke, obviously, we know her uh, from the WWE drafted to Monday Night Raw, but also the work that she does outside of the ring. We see that more and more in the world of professional wrestling wrestlers getting involved in a lot of charities and she's doing more more and more each with each passing day so we're gonna have dana brooke join us here to talk about some of the charitable work that she's been doing it's awesome man i love to see uh 
entertainers and athletes become activists. I love to see them uh, become social um, influencers, if you will, to try to bring light to issues and charities that support something other than themselves. Yes. We're a very self-absorbed world, and to see people thinking, uh, seeing beyond their own nose is uh, refreshing. Yeah, and and you know what, too? Like, the fact that Dana Brooke has the platform like she does, you know, in the world of the WWE, I wish the WWE would feature her more and then talk about the life that she leads outside the ring. I think that would be interesting, and and I think a lot more fans would be emotionally invested in her because of all the great things she does outside the ring. Well, you you see they have all these shows now, you know, yeah. one which you can't stand, The Bump. Uh, I, don't, I hate I don't that know. show. I hate that fucking show. Oh, don't. Dave, don't Bump. hate anything. Oh, don't hate the show. Terrible. Matt can but, but, you know, now Tony Braxton was Lil- good in the 90s. 2020? Her name is not Tony Braxton. It's Kayla. Oh, sorry. It's the different. It's different people. Oh, it's is different. it? Yes, yeah, oh. it's a different person altogether. So, 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 so Kayla can't sing. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. We, we, you know, maybe we should have Kayla on Busted Open, and that day she would miss being on the bunk. <laughs> That would be good for her career. All right, let's bring our guest in right now. We talked about her all morning long, and she joins us here, and that is Dana Brooke from the world of the WWE. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. Great morning. How are you guys? We are. Good morning. Mark. Watch out for that wave behind you. Uh Uh-huh. Drip too hard, right? (laughs) You're going to catch those waves. (laughs) Um, Mark, I miss you. And David, it is so nice to meet you finally. I've listened to your show. It's a pleasure and it's an honor to meet you and be on your show today. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure having you on for a first time here. So uh, yes, it it, it's really a treat having you on. And seriously, the the big reason that I wanted you, we wanted you to be a part of today's show is, wow. I mean, you do so much in the in the world you know so many different charities that you work obviously we respect for what you do in the ring but man if people really knew all the stuff that you do outside the ring i think the fans would love you even more thank you and that's something that i try and you know portray on my social media platforms um and and do a lot of video content and just spread the message it's not for really any hyper fame it just comes from a good place in my heart and i hope people kind of grab on and, and um, slowly get on board as well. Cause I don't want any fame or hype from it. It's just, you know, the kindness of my heart and giving out to other people. But again, I do agree. I just hope other people could, you know, our fan base is large and all over the world and having people notice it, they might not be able to do it here in Miami or where we go and travel, but maybe they can do it in their hometowns as well. And just say, I inspired them to do so. So tell us, tell us more about, what you're doing so i am a huge on women empowerment and uh, women empowerment movement and um recently i just got the cover of alpha female magazine which then you dive inside and you see a whole bunch of questions that just is based on how i am as a woman and how i want 
other people out in the world being men, children, and also other females to perceive us women. We are strong, not only physically, but also mentally strong. And anything we put our minds to, we can do. And you never stop at no. When someone tells you no, keep going and prove them differently. So I'm, I'm huge on the women empowerment movement. Um, I'm actually starting a women empowerment seminar um, and it's been hard during this you know, pandemic because I wanted to go city to city and, and grab uh, groups of women in the community and also you know, piggyback it off of maybe a pay-per-view because um, I feel like everyone comes together and they're super excited and motivated to see the pay-per-view. But we're bringing all the women together in, in the home community that maybe have not known that they live in the same hometown and they also have the same passion, but let alone be motivated together. So start out with like a 15 to 20 minute seminar about a topic about motivation, inspiration, or a, a troubled topic of you know, a lot of times it's hard to get out of the house because you have kids or you have a job and then focus on what we can do at home to inspire one another. And then I also always say, if you're mentally strong, you're physically strong. If you're physically strong, you're mentally strong and kind of end it with a, a 20 minute easy, easy, like nice little boot camp circuit workout uh, format to get your body moving, to feel motivated and, and just bring everybody in the communities together. And I want to do this in city to city to city. I was thinking about doing it on Zoom, but it's hard because yeah. then you have an influx of people from, from different communities. And, and I want these people to feel like they can count on one another because they know that they're in the same community. So that's what I'm doing with women empowerment. And then, um, Actually, Mark, you've done it a lot, too, with us is the anti-bullying rallies. Don't be a bully, be a star. Um, I've done that. I did that actually yesterday, which was on virtual um, on which was really kind of awkward because, you know, the kids, I feel so bad for these kids at home and in classrooms and sitting at, at home and in front of a desk all day. And then they have to jump off the computer and do another five hours of homework. So with that being said, um, I've kind of taken it a step further on my own and partnered up with my boyfriend, Yuli, and uh, we speak at juvenile detention centers. And um, Yuli has had a troubled home, a troubled background growing up. Um, and coming into these facilities, looking like a larger than life character that they see on TV, and then also looking at Yuli, who has a very intimidating look, but his heart is like a teddy bear. We go in there and say, hey guys, there's a whole world of opportunity on the other side of this. And Yuli has, says, you know, don't fall in my footsteps. You know, follow in the footsteps of what I did after this, because I could have I could have had a very hard, dangerous life where you guys are at right now. But I've changed my life around and I, I share my story and also being, a you know, they come. They always judge a book by its cover when they come and look at us and they're like, hey, she's a pretty blonde girl. How could she do this? And I tell them my story where I just never gave up. I was told no so many times injuries, uh, tragedies in my life. And I kept going, kept going. So they kind of hopefully take away something a little bit from that and kind of keep pushing forward. Um, so I always like talking about children and uh, giving back and they are the future of our generation. Something also that I've been doing is fighting hunger and that's in the streets of Miami. Um, I had started that with Yuli, actually his friends did, uh, his best, best friends for, for a couple years now, coming out of their own pockets once a month um, and uh, pairing up with local restaurants and just grabbing even before when his friends were doing it, they would go to McDonald's and say, Hey, I want 40 double cheeseburger, 40 McNuggets, and then go and just pass them out. 
Uh, Yuli and I did it during the pandemic because again, I, I was feeling like I was missing, missing something. I wasn't in the ring as much as we or I had been for the last seven years. I wasn't doing outside community work with WWE. I was just, I felt like I was missing something. So Yuli and I said, hey, you know, these local restaurants are kind of taking a hit. What if we came out of our own pockets? We asked them to partner up, donate some meals. We partnered up with Chef Creo, um, who's in Little Haiti here in, in downtown Miami. And, you know, they gave us 200 plates and then it just kept growing and growing where we actually hit the streets of Miami under bridges and hand delivered them out. And the feeling of that is unexplainable. You just have to witness it for yourself. And, um, you know, giving those, those plates out, I felt warm, but hearing their response to us about God bless you. We truly appreciate it was like, wow, you know, they need us. They need our help. And this is just one city. So going out there and doing it in Tampa and Orlando, and hopefully we're going to take it up to Boston and do this is, I can't explain it. And, and again, we had actually somebody come who was one of Yuli's friends as well. He said, I, uh, I want to help you guys. He didn't really know Yuli. It was just through the, the, the fighting game. He came and he said, Yuli, I want to help you. How can I help you? He showed up at the last one, which we had the Miami Dolphins sponsor. And he had mentioned, he goes, I, the reason why I want to do this is because I was in that street. I was in the streets and nobody was coming out and doing this. He said, when I went to go and hand a couple of the plates out, I recognized some people that are still there and still having, you know, having a hard way of living. And, and this is the reason why I want to do it. And I want to show your my appreciation to you guys that you guys are doing this as well. So that's what we've been doing the last couple months. And it's, it's slowly expanding. Um, and again, it just, I don't want it for any hyper fame. It's just kind of coming out of the, the goodness of my heart. Well, we understand that. You know what, Dana, I didn't know that you were involved like that. So, uh, I do a day of service, uh, with Maestro's beard company and yes, Maestro's. Yeah. And, and those guys are awesome. And we're going to do a day of service in Philadelphia, uh, before Thanksgiving. And I will be more than, I'd love to have you join us. I'll send you yes. the information. And, um, I mean, man, Anthony is one of the most given sweet guys on this planet. And we both share the same, uh, benefit of, uh, trying to help people under the bridges and in the homeless communities in these major cities. So, um, we'll, we'll damn, that's, that's awesome. I, I I'm so Mark, glad I that, would uh, love we had to join. On. I would love to come and I would love to join and, and lend a helping hand any way I possibly can. Dana, how is going to happen? I'm glad you guys are getting together for this. Um, Dana, how important was the platform of the WWE? Because you, like you said, you've been with the WWE for quite some time now. Have they been able to help you with, with that platform to get these organizations to work? Um, uh, well, I do a lot of outreach programs with the WWE. As you know, Mark knows as well, too, they always give us the opportunity um, to to do these opportunities within WWE. Mm -hmm. I've personally just done everything on my own outside of WWE as well, because I wanna see how the ball gets rolling first before I bring them in on board. And I wanna do this where it's like, hey guys, I have this huge opportunity and it's just me, 
just imagine if we could grow this with the whole company behind me and then bring it to the table. So that's kind of under the works too. I, like I had mentioned, the last feeding we did was with the Miami Dolphins. So I kind of wanted uh, to bring it to WWE as well and kind of get them on board and all together as well. But WWE gives us endless amounts of, of things to do with UNICEF, um, Susan G. Coleman, a whole bunch, a bunch of things that I always tell them, hey, guys, I want to do it all. I, I always go up to everybody and say, guys, I'm so grateful to do this. If I could do this every single day, I, I totally would. It's one thing being in the ring, but it's also another thing to do outside community work and see everybody's eyes light up. Um, and right now we don't have the fans, which is, it's hard. It's super hard and difficult. So being able to do it one-on-one -on -one and, and in, in, in person means just that much more. How difficult has it been, you know, doing these shows, having matches and not being able to do it in front of a crowd? It, I always say I never like to take things for granted, but I feel as though now I can look back and say, maybe I did a little bit because it was show after show after show, traveling night after night after night, and now only doing it one or maybe two times a week, and you go into an empty arena, and you're not, I, I, so the first time I did it, I was like, this is, I feel like I'm practicing. And then um, doing it again, I had to come into a mindset where it was, okay, they're not here with us presently, but that red light is on and there's cameras all around us. I'm doing this for the people on the other side of, of the television and knowing that they may have had a hard day at work. Maybe they had been let go. The children are rambunctious at home. This is bringing families together. And this is the reason why I'm doing it is when the red light's on is I'm doing it for the other people on the other side of the, the TV, knowing that. We, we may be gaining new fans. We have returning fans and we have the loyal fans as well, too. So at that point of time, in time, we didn't have the virtual the virtual fans. It was just an empty arena. Yeah. Um, now that we have the virtual fans, it's fun. It's it, it's exciting to see the faces and everybody in the arena. It's just such a different time. And I, I wish I could go back and, and be that much more exciting for the opportunities that I did have when there were thousands of people out in the arena. And when that time does come, you best believe that I'm going to take full, full advantage of it every single, every single um, night that I'm, I'm allowed to do so. As you see my fans in the background here, I have a dog in the background. He's my number one fan. I know. I, th I, I mean, that's, that's part of the, part of what's going on working from home. You know, you hear the kids, exactly. you hear the dogs, you know, it's, it's, it's become almost commonplace. Now you mentioned about opportunities and, you know, with NXT, you've been with the WWE for a while, NXT, and then, you know, now being drafted to Monday Night Raw. Do you feel like you've, like, in the ring, you've gotten the opportunities that you deserve, or would you like a little bit more? Honestly, I'm grateful for everything that's always, uh, you know, given and handed my way and every opportunity that I feel that has been given to me. I try and hit it out the park. But I do feel like I have a lot more in the gas tank. I do feel like I have so much more to give, so much more to show. Um, in this last year, at, from coming from Raw over to SmackDown, it was actually a year ago in October. I felt like, okay, finally I had a fire lit underneath where it was like, let me change my look. Let me lose a whole bunch of weight. Where I, You know, it was just hard being on the road. It was hard on my body. I didn't really know how to adjust. I had a tragedy in my life. Um, it, my, suddenly my, my ex who is deceased now, he had passed away. Um, so it was 
time, thing after thing after thing and, yeah. and tragedy and, and WWE had my back through it all. I understand that. But it was finally like, okay, this is me. I finally found who I am as a woman, as a person, and let me portray that to the world. And I got in great shape. I started training differently. I started finding a local ring around uh, the city of Miami, going there on my own and, and just grinding it out and training and learning different things and watching film. And so I wanted to bring that to the table. And it would I would always feel like I have that like little opportunity and I would shine and everyone would be so excited. And then it was like, boom. And then I was like, it was like, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. But I felt as though anything that was handed to me, I would always try and, and, and throw, you know, hit a home run with it. And I never, I never say no, I never give up on anything I, I do, but it, it does get frustrating. So when I was drafted back over to raw um, with tagging with Mandy Rose, now I feel like this is it. This is like the, the click that I needed as an uh, in-ring competitor, and also Mandy did, where it makes complete sense. We we share so many similar uh, backgrounds as far as she was in the WBFF, I was in the IFBB. We have the same look, we have the same mindset. We're super fun, silly, outgoing, so like looks can be deceiving because really within we're like fun, outgoing, you know, tomboyish. So I, I think this works. I, I feel like this is a dynamic duo that works now. And whoever knows, we can, you know, part ways and, and we can be great individual competitors as well. Do you feel, though, at times, like you look at Mandy Rose, you, you know, having that old school diva look where, you, you know, like your beauty. Do you feel like people kind of disrespect you because of both of y'all? Yeah, be, yeah, be, because of the look. Yeah, they do in a sense of it's, but it's also, um, that's what motivates me, honestly, is, is it motivates me because it's like, yeah, you might have this outside persona, but watch us really kick some butt inside the ring and looks can be deceiving. And that's where I also say when I, I want to do these women empowerment so, uh, seminars too, is like this, yes, this is all, I like to take care of myself. I like to get my nails done, take care of myself. But really when it comes down to business, like I'm a, I'm a bad chick. I like to go yeah. out there and I like to fight like any of them. Um, I can hang with the dudes out. I have a gym outside in my backyard where we box all the time and I'm in the ring with the guys sparring all the time too. So I think it's, it's, it's good. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, you might think I'm like this, but really watch out type of thing. And, and they did a podcast. I don't know who did it. It was, I, I had come across it on Twitter and it was like two minutes of praise. And they're like, Oh, I just wish Dana Brooke had a lower cut top. It's like, if that's what you're looking at nowadays, like, I'm sorry, you're missing the whole art of, of this, WWE because you should be looking at the athleticism you should be looking at the pure talent you should be looking at how people cut promos and how we're talking on the mic and and it's it's a new wave it's a new generation it's it's a new time so if you're you're you miss the ball on that there's no changing your mindset on that um so I think again it, it it's to my benefit to change these people's perception is there one a uh, woman on the roster that you would love to get in the ring with back in the ring with uh could it be currently current wwe superstar? you know what why don't you give me why don't you give me one that's current and one that is like almost like a fantasy matchup uh currently there's two i would probably be oscar and charlotte charlie and charlotte and i go way back i yep. mean way way there's back a history there. um yep. yeah there's a lot of history there we were best friends in nxt best best friends 
she helped me get in the business um like as far as wrestling and my mentality and understanding the craft and 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 everything like that and then i helped her on the fitness side and and we would work out and train together it was a great great chemistry between us then in in coming up to raw i mean we all saw how that goes um and went so i feel like it's just i haven't got my revenge quite yet and now being back on raw uh, I don't know if she's been drafted to Raw or SmackDown. I think she was drafted. She's back drafted to Raw. To Raw. As well. She's drafted to yeah. Raw, so you can you so, can rekindle uh, that exactly. <laughs> and then um, Asuka as well. Asuka's no one's ready for Asuka, and that's the that's the bottom line, and that's the true statement. But um, as when I had stepped in the ring with Ronda Rousey, I just I wanted to prove to anyone I can hang with the best. And mm-hmm. with Asuka, we go back to an NXT. I was her debut match on NXT, one of the first takeovers. And again, I, I was out with injury from Asuka too. And I feel like now may have back then may have not been the time and, and, and like maybe a couple years ago wasn't the time. But I feel like now is I'm on the tip top of my game right now. Um, and let the best woman win, right? Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.